0: We only have three chapters left to Likute Amarim, the first and major section of Tanya. In many ways, he's wrapped up all the questions and discussions that he's led. And yet he feels that there's still one more big idea that he wants to explore in more depth. And that is divine revelation, how it plays out in this world. What it means and how we affect it. And what today we're going to do is we're going to learn about the soul-body relationship and how it provides a key insight into the relationship of Hashem and the universe. How Hashem could be everywhere equal by simultaneously residing primarily in a specific center. He says, let's explain the concept of what it means Shechina is dwelling. Hashem's light is dwelling. And specifically, it says it dwelled in the Holy of Holies, in the Temple. Indeed, there are detailed laws defining the marks of respect due to the Holy of Holies. Now, what does that mean? Isn't Hashem Shekhinah everywhere? Isn't He everywhere? So what does it mean that He was there? There's no place void of Him. Godliness is everything. And the answer is... When we say Hashem dwells someplace more than other, it means He's revealed here more than other. Although Hashem exists everywhere, His existence is concealed. But when the Shekhinah dwells upon something, this implies a revelation of godliness, just like a human being. The human soul provides all 248 organs of the body from head to foot. In other words, every part of you is alive. It's a, it's a very sad situation of fear if a certain body limb is no longer alive and amputated, etc. And nevertheless, even though the whole body is being animated, the soul's principal home in a revealed form and dwelling place is in one's brain. And from the brain, the soul is diffused throughout the whole, all the organs. And each organ receives from the soul a different form of life force and functional power, appropriate to it according to its composition and character. The eye receives the energy to see, the ear to hear, the mouth to speak, the legs to walk. And we see, we sense how the, in the brain, one is conscious of all that occurs within the 248 organs and everything experienced with them because the brain is the nerve center. Now, the variation in receiving the functional powers and life force by the organs of the body does not derive from the soul's essence and being. In other words, you can't say that the essence of the soul is being cut up in 248 parts. Were this the case, we would say that within the soul itself, there are already revealed and differentiated functional powers, sight, hearing, etc. We cannot accept this because according to this, it would follow that the soul's essence and being is designed in a physical design. And a likeness and structure similar to a body, heaven forbid. But that's not what a soul is. A soul is etza ruchani. It's a single spiritual entity. It's a single entity, number one. And it's a spiritual entity. Its oneness is plain and uncompounded. The, sea, the soul is free of all dimensions. So it's not valid to say concerning the soul's being in essence that it is in the brain of the head more than in the feet, since its being in essence is not subject to the concept and dimension of physical space and limitation. Rather, everything comes from it. It, it, by default, just by existing, it animates the whole body. And yet, there's still certain body parts that it shines through, it's revealed more mainly in the head and and other limbs etc every limb will get its energy from the nerve center of the mind so too as we'll see in the temple every place is energized but the revelation of the energy comes from one specific place the temple